This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented to you by BetQL. Uh, BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter better. NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports bettors providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And they're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is you bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG. And betting is legal in 40 states. Sign up for betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com promo code S G P. All right. Welcome back DJs for the pebble beach time. Let's go. I mean, listen, we had a great weekend last weekend. Uh, my hopes are not as high, uh, <laughs> this week. It's, it's, a uh, it's one of those fields that makes me feel like it's, uh, the false wing. Uh, so, uh, it's me, Boston capper with the God of God himself, Steve Shermer. Are you excited about this week? Well, I mean, after you said that, that sounds like loser talk on your end. I mean, come on, man. I mean, we're the experts. It's a garbage field. You're no to field. dumpster dive. Are you just hanging around me too much and being an elitist like I am? I mean, you might be rubbing off on me. I, I listen. I, I am. Uh, I am a little disappointed with the strength field, though. Like, I really am. Like, it's just as far as like from a betting standpoint, like it's like, ugh, like, like I'm gonna I'm gonna fire so many shots at so many terrible golfers because it's wide open and. I might be very happy at the end of the weekend, or I might be very upset. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, like we know what we're doing, so we should probably have an edge over everybody else. You know, you would think you know, so. it's, it's not like you can go down to like eight thousand dollars, get Ryan Palmer. You know, everybody's <laughs> full thinking. So you, exactly. know, you got a dumpster dive, and that's your specialty. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. I know. All right, so uh, we'll recap a little bit. Obviously, we um, uh, recorded a little early uh, before uh, the goat took down the seventh ring, and uh, we were talking about uh, it's Spieth and Xander's to lose, and Holy shit. Did they lose it? You want to talk about a fucking choke job. I don't want to hear anything about Tony Fino anymore. Anything like I break his balls about top five, Tony. And I know Xander's got four wins or whatever, but that dude, no, he's he, that it, zero clutch gene zero. So here's the thing about Xander. It actually was kind of coming after three rounds. So he was on fire with his putter for the first three rounds. So in round one, he gained about 2.8 strokes with the putter round two, he gained our 1.8 round three gain just under two. Yeah. So what, what do you think was going to happen round? No, four? listen, I look, that's why I took speed over him in a head to head matchup. Right. I was like, ah, fuck it. I was like, at least speed might feel confident. It's the first time he's done well in two years, you know, maybe he'll ride that momentum onto Sunday and Xander's bound to regress. Well, they both just shot the bet. Yeah. I mean, well, speed kind of just turned into what he had been. You know, I mean, that Saturday was fun, but he, he was, he was pretty bad, especially off the tee on, uh, on Sunday. I mean, the irons are still pretty good. That's encouraging, but honestly, Xander was bad and pretty much everything. He was awful off the tee. He was, yeah. you know, did his irons very well. Scramble poorly. Didn't putt well. And 
You know, listen, I was sitting here uh, on the back nine. I was looking at uh, a, you know, a book I like to uh, bet on and uh, I saw Brooks Kapko was about, I think three back at that point, he was 16 to one. I'm like, these jabronis just want to gack this tournament away. I mean, why yeah. don't I just bet Brooks? He's the only one who seems like he wants to win. So I lied bet Brooks 16 to one and yeah, there you go. Chips in for Eagle. That's all he, all he wrote. And uh, I mean, listen, Brooks was great. Uh, the ball striking was awesome. He actually lost a stroke putting on uh, on Sunday. That's how good he was hitting it that day. And it's nice to see him back in the winner's circle, uh, especially after a lot of people, you know, declared him dead. I mean, I almost declared him dead, but uh, no, that was, that was great. And uh, that gives me pretty high hopes for uh, my pick in December that he's going to win the masters this year. You know, yeah. I saw that and, you know, we'll see if he can continue building on that. Yeah, you texted me. Hey, I just grabbed Brooks at fifteen to one. By the time I got through it, it was ten to one. I still bet it. But the, the real disappointment for me on Sunday was Han. Holy <laughs> shit! You want to talk about? You want to talk about everybody being excited in a household? Like, <laughs> like I was like, baby, if we hit this, we're gonna make like eighteen grand. She was like, what? I was like, yeah. So let's root for Han. She's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, we caught my bookie sleeping. Like, this is it. I had everybody in the everybody in the house. Well, Tommy was there. And then, uh, Pete and another golfing buddy was there. We're all screaming and like watching these, these balls roll off into the water and everything. We got more excited for the last nine holes of that golf tournament than we did during that fucking uh, clinic that Tom Brady put on. Uh, <laughs> this is my daughter. My daughter called it uh, the golf party today. She's like, I didn't really have fun at the golf party. What was it yesterday? And I was like, what? She was like, yesterday, the golf party. I was like, ah, yeah. Okay, babe. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, congratulations on your seventh uh, Super Bowl title as a fan, by the way. Yeah, as a Tom Brady fan, absolutely. And listen, I, like I said, we, we went over the props, man. Gronk anytime touchdown, AB anytime touchdown, money line. Oh, it was listen, it was a nice weekend for me, and it really helped that you gave me that Brooks <laughs> that that Brooks bet because uh, yeah, I, I threw a little bit on that too. So that yeah, was, I, it, it was I, I mean the, the Han thing was disappointing, but that is the second straight week that we caught a book with her pants down. But at least they refunded everybody's bets, I guess. I mean, yeah, that that's was, the that's the thing. That too. was so like now if I catch you with a fucking bad number, you're just gonna give me the number. Like mm, now I'm like nah, that's why I, that's why I asked everybody in Slack give me a give me a better book. Like because I don't have a local anymore. I don't know what happened to my guy. He just disappears. <laughs> so I, don't know. I mean maybe he went on a boat with uh, Tom Neary out, to, out in the Atlantic ocean, you know, yeah, maybe I, this is Florida. They ain't got no wise guys down here. They got wise guys probably down in like Miami. So, I mean, I mean, well, well, that's interesting. You say that. So on the Slack channel, I saw that, you know, after Dustin Johnson withdrew yeah. uh, from this tournament, uh, apparently the books just screwed up a lot of things. And apparently there was like burger hundred to ones. And yeah. I, I got a feeling those are going to get refunded. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was weird. Like, so like my boogie, I feel like didn't even change until I don't know, like 10 o'clock this morning. It was still fucking head. They still had DJ up there. I was like, fuck is, what are they doing? Like, who cares? it doesn't even matter. Um, why, why don't we stop mentioning them on the show? I mean, they, no longer easy, sponsor, they no longer yeah, sponsor. Yeah, it's, like, an easy, it's an easy spot to take advantage of. They hang terrible fucking lines. Yeah. But they, they don't even offer positional props. We should stop mentioning them. Uh, all right. That's fair. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. They um, sound like hacks for keep pumping their, you know, that book when they clearly don't care about golf. There are, there are much better books out there for golf. Trust me as someone yeah. who's expanded his horizons with books, uh, over the last couple of months with golf. Yeah. It's much better. All right. Yes. Well, let, we'll, let's, we'll pimp those in the Slack channel. All right. <laughs> the, um, all right so we got Pebble beach coming up. We kind of hit on the tournament. We broke it down talked about all the holes and obviously only two courses this year. Um, 
And obviously, you know, amateurs to slow play it. They lengthen it out a little bit. Um, and uh, so it'll play a little longer. Uh, I mean, I don't feel like the distance they added to it is really going to change the narrative that we talked about um, uh, as far as that goes. But uh, the weather looks cold and shitty. Um, so that makes me worried about my Jason day outright that I panned for and just fucking threw down because I, when, when, when DJ fell off, I was like, I just got to throw bets at lots of people because I don't want to miss the number. We'll, we'll, we'll get to J day later, but uh, I, I got to have a conversation about that with you. Um, but uh, no, I mean, listen, you hit on, it's going to be cold and um, you know, it's, it's also going to be pretty damp and wet too. So that's going to make the turn, the golf course play a little longer than what he usually does. I mean, it's going to be over 7,000 thousand yards. Um, this time around, usually it's around 6,800. They lengthen it because there's no amateurs. And so I, you know, a, a popular proximity, uh, to the whole like approach shot distance is, you know, between hundred, 125 yards. Cause there's a lot of really short par fours bump that out a little bit to like 125, 150, just because I mean, temperatures aren't, aren't going to be above 60, uh, this week. Um, and the golf course is soft. There's going to be no roll. So, yeah. you know, I mean, still short irons are still important. They're proper ball striking. That's important. You know, good scrambling is going to be, you know, a key, just like it always is. These are really small greens and with the colder temperatures, it's just going to make it a little harder tee to green guys. We missing greens. Um, you know, just guys who, I mean, they're, they're clubbing down. They're not using a whole lot of drives, but you know, just good drive percentage. I think that's a, that's a good one. And then, I mean, you don't have to be elite with your putter but yeah, be confident, you know, I mean, at least show something that you're capable of putting up some high upside numbers, uh, especially with these power greens, you know, they can be kind of difficult to put on, but yeah, I mean, you know, bank on those, look at course history. There's a wealth of course history that you can find here. And uh, you know, I mean, I, I know the field looks terrible, but there's some guys that, you know, Oh yeah. This, this yeah. definitely, there's definitely some guys that like it. It, it just, I mean, it, it is like, I feel like the last couple of weeks have just been stacked with like, Ooh, Ooh, like oh, look at all these matchups. Look at this, look at that. And now it's like, all right, fine, whatever. Like, and it is weird. Like now that the amateurs are gone, you figured like maybe, maybe guys would want to play here more. Cause it's not a seven hour fucking round. Right. <laughs> but maybe 60 degrees, cold, miserable. doesn't sound good to them either. Well, well you're in luck. I mean, this is going to be the weakest field for the next month. So next week you have Riviera. That's a, you know, premier event again, yeah. everybody's go there. And then after that, I think they go WGC Florida, which is oh, not next right. this year. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's South of Tampa. So you got WGC, then you got Bay Hill, which always draws a very strong uh, uh, field. And then you got the players. So that's four straight weeks. And, and that, I mean, this is why the field is so weak. A lot of guys are taking the week off and, you know, I, I, you know, some of the top stars of the top, maybe they're not really focused too much on this event. You know, maybe they're looking towards next week where there's, I think a $10 million purse. It's about 3 million more than what this is. So Pretty yeah, nice. I mean, you kind of question a little bit, the motivation, it kind of means maybe there's gonna be a long shot, you know, who knows? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like, I mean, th- we've seen what Lashley went here. Uh, somebody at 301 a couple Lashley years ago. Yeah. Who was it? Who was the who? Who, who was the last long shot? The one like 125. Well, Nick Taylor won last Taylor. year. Taylor. Yep. And then Lashley, he had uh, Nick Taylor. Yeah. They're the same fucking guy. Yeah, the immortal <laughs> Ted Potter Jr. Uh, took down DJ by the way in the final round. Stared him down. That was shocking. I had DJ in that tournament, and uh, <laughs> I was very surprised. <laughs> yeah, I bet you Scrubby were. Scrubby Ted. How many times? How many times did you double down on that final round? <laughs> so, and then, and then before that, you had Vaughn Taylor three hundred to one. That's that, nice. That Vaughn Taylor. That's right? big I mean, that, that's another thing too. Like, I mean, some of these winners, like if you look back at their form coming in, like 
this was, it was truly out of nowhere. Like there were guys who missed like two straight cuts or like cuts in three of the last like seven tournaments. And right. I mean, yeah, it's, this is a golf course where it kind of shortens the gap between the best players and the worst players because of what it values. And, you know, I mean, if you got a guy who's kind of Ryan Cole coming in, but he kind of checks some boxes as far as attributes you're looking for, you know, bet him. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so we already kind of hit on the uh, golfers attributes and type of golfer. We're going to tag it for uh, DFS and betting uh, on, uh, on, I guess got released on Monday, but Sunday show. Um, so, uh, I mean, I guess, uh, shit, man, I guess let's just jump right into it, man. Unless you want to hit on anything before we jump into the tiers. Uh, no, I mean, we can talk about guys who are popular and not, you know, when we go through the tiers. So why don't we, uh, yeah. let's get to it. All right. So 10 K and above is real short. We got Cantley, Casey burger. And that's it. That's it. Cause DJ was like, I got a suitcase full of cash from a corrupt government and I'm going to go home and, and chill for a little bit. So, <laughs> so that's exactly uh, what he thought, by the way. Oh, that's a hundred percent. What he thought. Yeah. Um, why, why should I go to Pebble beach where it's 55 degrees? I'm going to be yeah. cold, miserable, and I can't play with Wayne Gretzky. So yeah, I'm just exactly. going to count my cash and go to Riviera next week. We'll probably win again. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so I think uh, I'll give a little hit for the one and done. I think I'm going to do everyone a favor and mush a certain golfer this week. So everybody can just avoid them and not even have to worry about the short number. I'm just going to mush this motherfucker. Cause I don't like him anyway. So I'm going to try to use my mush powers for good. Well, it's not burger. Cause you already <laughs> took burger. That is correct. And it's probably not going to be can't Cause I think you like can't So I don't it's like can't like with his stupid feet. That's not the- true anymore. That's the pampered fucks guy. And you just kind of turned a corner on him. I guess. Oh yeah. fuck. I forgot about that part. So it's Paul. Uh, so it's Paul Casey. You're in a mush, huh? Oh, it was going to be Cantley, but I forgot. I kind of liked him after that pampered Fox comment. All right. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be up for debate, but look, as far as like DFS goes, like, I mean, shit. I mean, what do you do with this tier? I almost just pass it. Like, because Cantley is going to be over 20%. Casey's going to be popular. What's burger sitting at? He burns some people. So maybe he's a little low. Now burger has got, people are going back to him again. (sighs) I mean, he's, uh, you know, right now 21. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm okay with using Cantlay just because he can, he can pay back that value. I mean, we saw him pay back this value of the Amex and he finished second. Yeah. So, I mean, I, there, there's definitely some golfers down the low $7,000 range that you can use that are basically comparable to guys in the $8,000 range. You know, we'll get to that in a little bit, but I, I'm fine using Cantlay, even though he's, you know, 20%, there's so many ways you can differentiate your lineup with this field. Like oh, yeah. I, 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 think, I think you're okay using him. That seven thousand dollar range is like a cheesecake factory menu. It is oh. fucking. There is. I feel like there's a hundred golfers in the seven mm-hmm. range. There it's is. Rid- so. It's ridiculous. And Cantley is clearly at this point like where everybody's at with their current game. Like he's head and shoulders talented above everybody on this, right? Maybe, maybe not Cebu, just because of how well he's been playing. But Paul Casey, he just won overseas. Uh, what's his turnaround going to be like? Right? I don't know. Well, well I mean, that that's interesting. You say that. So Paul Casey's the guy I'm going to be off in this range for a couple of reasons. I mean, listen, you hit on it. He did win overseas, but you know, listen, he's coming back from Saudi Arabia going, it's not like going to like, you know, Europe to back to Canada or something. That's only like a five hour drive. This is going literally across the world. Right. And looking back at his career, he usually took a week off before 
you know, he played in the North America, kind of get his bearing straight. He's going right back to, you know, playing at Pebble Beach. So it might not work out for him. He also gained about 4.7 strokes putting over in oh. Saudi Arabia last round, and he's not the best putter. So he's got a lot of red flags for me. I know he's got really good course history, but I'm going to be off him. Um, you know, Berger, I can understand why people are back on him just because, listen, he missed the cut in the number last week. I mean, it was what, minus two? Yep, he was. That, that, ha- that happens sometimes. You know, you just get a poor putting day, and, you know, you just. That's it. So especially, I mean, we, we I mean we saw with Xander a couple we, we saw with Xander a couple weeks ago. He made the cut of the number, and then he uh, upcoming second. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, listen, who knows what could have happened on the weekend? He's still the same player. I liked him last week. I still like him for the same attributes that you know I like him this course. So I mean, the fact they're really popular, but like we said, there's a lot of ways you can make a different lineup. I, I'm okay with using those two, but Casey is going to be the one that I'm off. Yeah, and Casey looks like he's got the lowest ownership too. Um, so I'll figure out who to bush here by the end of the show. Uh, um, yeah, so I mean, I, there's really not much to talk about about this. So the nine K range is very, definitely very interesting. There's some guys up here who you're like, wait, what? All right. So we started Willie Z at 9,900. Uh, I've become a fanboy of his. Uh, price is ridiculous. $9,900. Why is why is the price ridiculous? I, I don't think it should be priced above Siwoo Kim. I don't think it should be priced above uh, Molinari. Molinari's looked just as good as him. And Cam Davis. Like, oh, I think I think those three guys are much more proven. Uh, I mean, whatever. Like, I just think the price is too much. Cam so, Davis is more proven than Zalatoris. I mean, yeah. That's that's that's, that's a stretch. That's fine. That's that's. <laughs> I, listen, I like I. I mean, I don't like Cam Davis this week. That's one guy we're going to disagree with. And Why? anytime I'm a little bit. But, all right. So here, so here's the thing. So first of all, he doesn't have great course history here. You know, he's lost strokes of Pebble beach uh, in his career that, you know, in this tournament, not a good watch player, not a good watch player, not a good scrambler. Okay. So listen, like where, where cam Davis has an advantage with his length and that's neutralized this week. So, you know, I mean, some of his proximity stats from like 125 to 150 aren't very good. And I mean, some of the reason why, like I, I've, I've heard that like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. It's more about the ball striking with me with him. So I, I don't like him this week. We can talk about, about more betting, but okay. um, I'm off him. You know, I mean, I just, I think that it, his biggest weapon is his length and you know, off the tee okay. and it just is, it's hamstrung this week and he doesn't no, really I, do a little well. So yeah, no, look, I, I mean, look, we definitely talked about that, right? The longer guys are, don't have the huge advantage. Um, I don't know. I just feel like he's, he's a gamer, man. Like, I don't know. Um, Putzbo on Poa. I like him. Whatever. But again, I mean, how many rounds of poet has, does he have under his belt? I don't fucking know. That's your job. I mean, to they only play a handful. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this at, at Tory. They only play a handful and yeah. he's only been around since 2018. Yeah. Might be, it might be like 16 total. Yeah. I so, know. I mean, it's, it's careful with that. I mean, listen, I, I'm Whatever, not, I already, I already bet him out. Right. So it's, I mean, it's too late. Oh, I know your money's out the door. <laughs> listen, I, I've already bet Zalatoris outright at 21. I don't care about the price. Listen, the guy is good. Yeah. I mean, listen, he, he is a phenomenal ball striker and you know, what else is like that catch my eye too. Like a lot of these young players who come up into the PJ tour, they really struggle with their scrambling, like more wolf, like oh, yeah. Hovland. They weren't very good around. They were just great ball strikers, but they weren't really good on around the greens. Zaltor is actually gaining a quarter stroke per round, you know, around the greens. So, I mean, listen, like he hits his short irons really good and the guy is going to win at some point. Why can't he win this tournament, you know, against a really weaker field when he just continually shows he's great. Oh yeah, look, I hear it, dude. I had him top ten, top twenty, fucking outright last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the poor, the poor first round 
sunk him. But after that, he was okay. He was fucking shitty on Sunday. All right, he was bad. all right, fine. He was he was good on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I, look, I like listen. I, I like Willsey too. Like, I'll, just, I'll bet him again. Top twenty, top ten. I I just don't know if he's ready to. Man, this is kind of a weak field. Maybe he is ready to win against this. His number's short on betting too, though. I think so. I mean, it is, but like, I mean, we've seen a shorter number with him. I mean, he was 12 to yeah. one, I think winning like Bermuda or Corrales or whatever. So, yeah, but I mean, there, there, there are 20 to one numbers out there. I think that's fine. Like he's yeah, a good player. I'm at 18 where I was at. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I'm with you on Molinari as well. He's really popular this week. Oh, he's, he's so popular, but he he's back. I mean, the ball striking is really good. This is a Molinari golf course. Yeah. I'm fine with him here. I mean, you know, again, like if you're going to use Molinari and DraftKings, you got to make sure you differentiate himself. But I, I, I really like him, and he's still flowing around like twenty-five to one on some books too. So I, I kind of oh, yeah. like that. Um, you know, with Siwoo, listen, like he's a good player too. Like that we're we're doing we're testing again the bad course history versus yeah. his talent. Like he did yeah. finish top five a couple of years ago, but overall it it's not that great. But right. I mean, I I'm willing to go back. At, like maybe I don't do the top ten like I did last week, mm-hmm. but. I'm fine with using him in DraftKings. He doesn't look like he's going to be all that popular either. And uh, was just so weird. Why isn't he popular on DraftKings? He's a score. You know I think I mean? it's like because he's... people really look at that course history number, yeah. and it's it's not as good. Yeah. I, th- I, th- well, I think that dri- I think that drives the ownership sometimes with him. And then we so, got who else? We got we got Ricky, Sam Burns, Spieth, and Day. You buy right, so you buy you buying Spieth is back. I'm going to let everybody else have fun with that. And okay. listen, like I, I, I understand like, Oh, and the iron play has been good. He's a good scrambler, but I, I still need to see it. Like, listen, like I, I know this isn't like Tory pines where you can't really spray it off the, you know, if you, you know, do what Matthew Wolf did, you're in big trouble. And you know, right. speed obviously was in big trouble in Tory pines, but you can't really be out of position off the tee here. And you know, we saw some of those ball striking troubles in 2019 at Pebble, and he actually didn't really play all that great in the U.S. Open. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's it's less penal than that setup, but if you the fact the, that, if you're squirrely off the D here, you off a fucking cliff. And some holes. <laughs> some of those shots he put those in the desert would have definitely been off the cliff. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be cold. Like it's been damp. Like it's not going to be easy to hit out of that wet rough either. I. Yeah. I, I need to see it a little more before I go back with him, especially at 9,700. 9,700. Yeah. No. The, the guy yeah. that, the other guy who's really popular in this range is Jason day. Yeah. And I think that's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I, and it's, it's, it is D gen mindset right now. <laughs> yep. They look at last week and they're like, well, Brooks, Brooks exactly. really bad. yeah, Brooks exactly. is really bad. So Jason day is going to do what, you know, he's going to win. Well, Brooks is on a totally different fucking level than Jason day. Jason day hasn't been relevant in three years. All right. Listen, j- listen, just cause they compare him to your boyfriend. You don't have to get all fucking upset about it. I think it's, no, I think it's, I think it's more about day's pedigree. Okay. And what, what his course is- history here, right? Fine. He has a he has good great courses. course history here. Right. Okay. And, and Hey, listen, Brooks just came off of two missed cuts and came out and won a tournament. Why can't Jason day? And while I agree with you, that Brooks is a much better player than Jason day. Uh, the field is pretty goddamn short and you're grasping at straws and trying to find something that you could throw your money behind. And I think I that's a perfectly hear, fine. I hear idea. a lot of the same arguments that I, we heard about Hideki Matsuyama last <laughs> week. So we're hearing about Jason day this week. No, listen, I agree with you. I, I do. And listen, I, I put my money on him only for like, like I do for a lot of players. Sometimes it's just FOMO, right? Like, man, like what an asshole I'm going to look like just because I didn't want to believe he could do it. Right. So throw a little bit on him for an outright. I won't touch him in DraftKings. Um, 
I'll probably do a top 10, but that's it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it DraftKings with how his popularity, I don't think you use them. Like, listen, if you got in, like, I think on one book, they got, you know, starting at 50 to one fine. If, if you got, then you got that down to like 35 to one, you might bet that fine. I think he's like, yeah. what, like 16 to one right now. Oh no. shit. I, no. Is he that no, low? No, I, got no, him, no. I got him. I got him at 35. So I was all right. Okay. Him. All right. If you like, it's kind of like we, when we talked about like Brooks and like Shepard last week, if you want to bet him outright, I think that's fine. But like in yep. DFS, it could go very, very, very wrong for him. And he's not nearly the player than what he was. Yes. I know his course history is really good, but listen, it's just, everyone's jumping on him. Yeah. He's super popular and it terrifies me. And I hate the fact that my money's on him and everybody's talking about him. But I feel like the problem is, is like in a field like this, there's only so many guys that people can talk about. Right. So they're going to get talked about. They're going to get steam behind them in DFS. They're going to get steam behind them in, in, uh, in betting, but it's just, I don't know. It it is what it is. Right. All right. Um, Anything else is great. I mean, I, I don't like Sam Burns. We'll get to him later. I mean, kind of for the same reasons. I don't really like Cam Davis this week. I, I kind of like Ricky this week and he's got <laughs> rock. He's got rock bomb ownership. Listen, the ball striking has been good and he can't yeah. put, he cannot put as poorly as he did last week. That was terrible. That was awful. I, listen, so, I agree. I, he's he, it's it, if you like Jason day, then you should like Ricky Fowler. Same fucking thing. Great player. A couple years ago, the putting's not there. What, what Jason day lost what four or five strokes, something like that. Last weekend, Ricky Fowler yeah. lost even worse. Like, but same thing, right? Accurate player. Most of the time, great iron player. used to be a good putter. Good course history. If you like Jason day, you should like Ricky Fowler. You know what the dirty little secret about Jason day is recently. He actually hasn't been putting all that great the last year. Mm. Like it, it hasn't been that good. So, I mean, what's he done? Like the last 50 rounds putting he has one second. Yeah, he's only gained Jason Day over his last fifty rounds only gained about a quarter stroke per round putting. Yeah. That's that's not Jason Day from like three years ago where he's gained like almost a stroke. Yeah. That's so listen, the ball striking is very hit or miss. I mean, you saw it a couple times in the fall, but he's just going through swing changes. You know, that hasn't been great. Potter's not what he used to be. I mean, he's still a decent scrambler, but with all the attention. Like, listen, at least Ricky is striking the ball really well. Yeah. You know, you have that. He's got good course history at Pebble beach. Like he's a good wedge player, good scrambler. He's as good of a scrambler as Jason day is at least, you know, on paper. So I'm going to go bet. I'm going to go bet Ricky right now while we're doing this. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Cause 'cause I really do believe that. I feel like, I feel like Ricky is has just as much a chance as Jason day. Yeah. Uh, but the same thing, like people are talking, I, not as much, but people are talking about Ricky again this, this week. I'm like, fuck man. But are you, are, are you upset that you're just, I just talked to you into betting Ricky Fowler. Yeah. I'm a little upset about it, but I'm still going to bet it. And listen, if it cashes, I'll be fucking happy. Give your shit. All right, <laughs> okay. Who makes me money? <laughs> yeah. All right. So the AK range, I'll let you open that one up. This is another huge range. So we don't have to hit on everybody, but uh, hit on some of the guys you like and some of the guys you hate. All right. I mean, I, I think we just have to have a conversation first about what I, I think what this range represents. And we kind of saw this at you know, the last two weeks where the $8,000 range is where you end up find a lot of value. You know, a lot of guys who just really popped. And, but when you go back to the Amex, that was a disaster. Pretty much everything. I mean, yes, Siwoo won, but everybody else is really bad. So, and you're seeing a lot of chalky options, especially at the top here. And so honestly, I look at some of these guys in $8,000 range and they're really no different than guys in $7,000 range. And I, I think this is going to be the one this week where 
I think it backfires on a lot of people. So, I mean, there are guys, at least on paper, I do like, and they're not getting as much, you know, ownership, you know, projections as some of these other ones, but you know, let's a Brendan Steele. Maybe it's because he cashed a bunch of head heads, you know, in the tournament of Phoenix for me. Um, I got a little bit of sauce about here. I mean, he checks a lot of boxes. Like he's good ball striker, decent scrambler. He doesn't have the great, you know, courses here, but it's only six rounds. So, I mean, it's a small sample size. So I'm mean, not really too concerned about there. You know, Matt Jones been playing really well since the calendar flipped. He's gained about 0.7 strokes per round with his irons the last four tournaments. He putted really poorly in Phoenix, but you know, I mean, he's a good putter overall that could really aggress. Um, Cameron Tringali is boring. I've heard some hate on him just because, well, he's Cameron Tringali is boring and listen, like 8,500 bucks. I don't want a T 18 finish. Well, let me tell you something like, listen, if Cameron Tringali finishes T 18 at 8,500 bucks and you don't cash, it's probably not his fault. You're pro- it's probably your three other decisions that backfire in your face. That's really, <laughs> so, I mean, at this point, like, I think once you get under $9,000, you got to throw price out the window and just go with guys you like. And Cameron Tringali yeah. checks a ton of boxes for me and he's consistent. So, so what he doesn't have this top 10 upside, like, I don't care. All these guys are the same. I just want someone who's not going to completely blow up my face. So you know, I like don't him and then top 10 upside after I bet Tringali top 10 upside after you spent fucking at least two weeks convincing me that this guy is good. <laughs> don't do he's that not, to me. I've bad. already laid the top 10 bet on him. There you go. Well, just don't use them one and done. All right. All right. For everybody's sake. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And then Matt, Max home is popular, but I think it's a good shot. He's playing really good. And um, I mean, I, the guys that know laying up, listen, they make terrible bets on their betting show. Those guys, but they are friends at home. And they, apparently they said, listen, coming into the year, Max home of, you know, had felt like he told me he was, they were striking the ball really well. He felt like he was going to come out with some momentum and he has, I mean, he's been great. So the, who's that guy? Nost Nost. Who's doing the sideline reporting now? Uh, Colt Nost. Yeah. Colt Nost. Uh, yeah. So he was on tour junkies. We don't promote and our podcast, but listen, what do whatever do. It's all the same fucking bubble. If they listen to them, they're going to listen to us. Okay. Whatever. Maybe I'll, I'll hit some SEO and uh, who knows. All right. Um, but either way he was on there talking and he was, and that's his dark horse sleeper for the week. Yeah. Because like he's like, dude, this kid is so good. And once he realizes it, like it's gonna be trouble for everybody. Yeah, I mean, he's gained, I think, close to how many strokes did he gained the last two terms? He's gained over ten strokes with his irons the last two tournaments. Like he's doing pretty good. So that's I mean, that that stat right there would normally give you an erection, Steve. I mean, listen, I love him in DFS this week. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to find ways. Yeah, actually, no, I, I have it on something for betting later on that we'll talk about. But okay. So those are my four guys. I like uh, the guys I'm fading, you know, let's I really like Matthew Neesmith. You know, he's a good ball striker, but like he gained, I think like four strokes putting in Phoenix. He's not a very good putter. That's going to come down this week. And you know, listen, you're buying him right now as peak value. I'm not a fan of that. And then I listen, I know you love Kevin Streelman, but yeah. for DFS, he's an auto fade. Same thing with Henrik Norlander. Those guys are gonna be over twenty percent ownership, and yeah, yeah no, that's just, fine. That's fine. And normally, normally when we're talking in the Slack, like, like we're not talking about fucking DFS, right? We're talking about just outrights, top tens, things like that, right? So, uh, well, what's I mean, his outright? What's his outright price? Is it like uh, thirty-five to one now? Yeah, it was like it was like forty. It, no, it was fifty to one. Let me, let me check. Real it, quick. it was, and then DJ withdrew and screwed everything up. Like yeah. uh, everyone's odds yeah, got shifted dramatically. I know, but it took my bookie so long. Let me pull up my shit. I, I think it's like I I thought I saw like thirty five to one on Streelman earlier. Yeah, and I mean, listen, you're probably fucking right. Um, yep. I mean, you're right. Everybody got everybody got everybody got dumped down. I think fucking 
there's some guys under 20 that are ridiculous right now. But yeah, I mean, look, listen, whatever, like who cares if it's the right number, if he's, if he's good, especially, and I don't even know so much about like a top, but like uh, the outright, why does it always pull up the fucking masters when you do this? Um, Yeah. What's he at? He is at, yeah, he's at 30, he's at 35 to one. So yeah, that, that dropped a lot. Yeah. Holy shit. Jason Day's down to 18 to one. I told you everyone is literally on Jason Day this week. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I wish I could sell out of bets like they do in fucking states where there's legalized betting. The, um, <laughs> the, um, well, I, I think his miscut price is like plus 300 right now. You know, that's one way to do it. Maybe I can hedge it. Oh, so that way I can, I can middle myself, lose the yeah. outright and lose the miscut. That sounds yeah. Like, so he makes that sounds like a number. great plan, Steve. Yeah. It makes a cut <laughs> on the number. There you go. <laughs> the, um, sounds, that sounds like a great way to start my fucking weekend. The, um, damn home is down to 33 now. Oh my yeah, Lord. Yeah. Like the, so here's you know, why don't we save this conversation when we talk about outright? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. That's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, all right. So, so back to DFS with eight thousand dollars. So, who do you like? I mean, I basically listen most of these guys, but yeah. Uh, so, I like I like Streelman, like just because of his course history. I mean, at eighty nine hundred, he probably does need to give you a top fifteen, which I think is well within the realm of possibility. I really do. Like, he's got great course history. He's been playing really well. There's nothing to tell me that he's not going to play well here today or this weekend, rather. Are you worried that he doesn't have his best friend, Larry Fitzgerald? Uh, <laughs> Dude, I heard that. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's I, so stupid. That's the dumbest fucking narrative. That's, um, that's, I, I don't know that take either. No, it's, it's stupid. It's just whatever. It's dumb. Uh, and then, um, so I like Harmon. What do you think about Harmon? I I don't mind him either. He's getting really overlooked. And he's getting I mean, really the only, overlooked. The only problem is he had a massive putting week in Phoenix. And I never like seeing that. I know, but he's got good course history here. He does, but it just, it's, it's, I have an ism where if I see someone have a really big putting week, one week, no, it, no. it's, it's hard to do that two weeks in a row. Even if you're a good putter, like Brian Harmon. Yeah. So the question is, can the ball striking? Cause it was bad last week. Come up right. to and compensate for probably exactly. losing three or four strokes putting realistically. Oof, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's something he's got to overcome a little bit. Eh, listen, uh, I, I still like him, especially his ownership, right? What the hell is his ownership even going to be? I, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's I, like B, I like B Smith again this week. Like, like whatever, like he, he could have melted last week. He could have melted last week and he didn't, you know what I mean? Like he, he didn't completely melt. He kept himself in. Like, I, I think he showed a little mental fortitude. Uh, well, wasn't he, ch- wasn't he chasing though? Like it wasn't, he wasn't up there with the leaders. That's not really, yeah, he was on uh he was on Saturday. Well, on on Sunday, that's when he was like, it was Sunday where he was chasing. Yeah. 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 Like he, but that's, that's not really melting down. Like, you know, well, but he had the lead. Oh, he had Jay, the lead like on James Saturday, Tom. didn't he? Oh, Jesus I, Christ. I, no, Neesmith didn't have the lead. I thought he had the lead. I don't know. No. Whatever. I drank a lot on the weekends. The, um, <laughs> the, um, man, I swear he had the fuck. He had to be tied for the lead. I don't have to go back. Yeah. First, yeah first, first, he was first on leader. Yeah, I know that. And then, he, he and then, and then Friday, Friday was like, like meh. And then he came Friday back well on Saturday. Saturday. He was okay. Sunday. He had a big Sunday. Yeah, okay. So, no, it was. so it's no, it's, I wouldn't say, well, yeah. I mean, he shot what he shot five under on Sunday. He was not, he was not in the mix heading into the yeah, five hundred is a good round on Sunday. Carry that momentum forward. Like whatever. He's fine. He's okay. eight grand. Like, I mean, between him and you want to pay up at 8,600 for fucking Phil Mickelson. <laughs> Who is picking Phil Mickelson at $8,600? Uh, 
Phil fans. Oh my lord! Like their algorithm is broken at DraftKings, like for some things. Clearly, like like they have to take in like some weird thing that intangible fan sentiment or something because there's zero chance Phil Mickelson should be eighty six hundred dollars. All right, come on, don't don't mush success, you know, into him right now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, no, Listen, I uh, I just mush my one and done. My bets are fine. My DFS is. Rough. Ish, ish lately, but my bets are fucking perfectly fine. But you know what? I I got a lot right on, and we'll talk about the betting, like you know, anti Phil stuff. Can you please just make him your one and done pick, Phil Mickelson? So I know he, you know he missed just the cut. sacrifice to the gambling. Yes, dogs? exactly. <laughs> Good of everybody. I'll, I'll think about it. What's my cut? The um. All right, so all right, so I think we hit that pretty well. All right, so the seven K range. There is literally. There's got to be 25 golfers in the fucking in the seven K range. There has to be like you scroll, it's, scroll, scroll. It's the golden corral down here. There is <laughs> everything you could want over here. So I mean, as far as like chalky options down here, are there even any? I mean, no, there there there's no. a couple. Yeah, I mean the highest one, the highest one I've seen so far is the uh, the, the is HV three, Doug Gim. And Malnati, why the fuck is Malnati popular? Because the dude is awesome on and around the greens. And he's oh actually, he's a pretty good wedge player too. So yeah, dude, I got him. Yeah. Like I want these fucking first round leader backs to come out. Like he's one guy I want for the first round leader. Fucking, I got him for well, it's, 20. It's a, it's a split course. So either they might separate between, you know, first round leader of pebble and spyglass, or they might just gonna offer it again. Yeah. I'm going to have to find somebody that offers it. Okay. I haven't had a first round leader bet in like a month, Steve. I'm like fucking like, Dave Chappelle, fucking Tyrone, scratch it. Let's go. I need a first round leader bet. I need a hit, maybe. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, this. I mean, you really can go almost anywhere. You're like I like Malnati. Like I don't. I don't even particularly care that he's fucking chalky. HB three is a little scary, chalky, because he doesn't have good course history here or any course history here. Well, he's only played like two rounds here. Yeah. That's, so that's I mean, not, the, but that that's that's not fair to say. Yeah, that. you're right. It's not fair. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Life's not, not like life's it's not, not like, not like twenty five rounds and he's losing like half a stroke. That's when you get concerned. If yeah. it's two rounds, you have to throw that out. Oh, I like HB three this week. I yeah. do. I, let's, what have I already? So I have all my bets already written down. I already have him for a top twenty. Uh, oh yeah, that's another one. He was like eleven fifty or something like that. Fucking bet him on that for an outright because fucking why not? Who likes lottery? Who doesn't like lottery tickets? Um, I like Revi. I don't know why. You liked him last week and he was terrible. I know. I know. So you like him again? I like him again. I like Furyk. <laughs> I like old man Furyk. I wish yeah. it wasn't as cold. Now I liked him before I knew it was going to be fucking sixty degrees. Thinking like, all right, accurate dude plays here. Like uh, he will do fine at this price. He's not going to win, but he's not going to fucking kill me. He's going to score. It's old man. Furyk. The, the, uh, the temperature frightens me a little bit. I like Dobbin. I like Dobbin a lot. Okay. And why, why, why do you like Joel Damon? Cause he's a degenerate and uh, he's not long. He's pretty accurate. He's good around the greens. I mean, he's not that great around the green. He's a good iron player though. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's fine. And he's a guy who likes to go out and get his money. Right. It's not a long course. He, he can't, I feel like he can't win on long courses. Um, but yeah, whatever. I like him. All right. Um, I mean, so listen, there, there are the chalky options up in the high $7,000. Like, you know uh, you know, as far as what names I've seen, you know, just banded around, you know, like higher orange. So you're out Malnati, you know, just because he's really good on and around the greens, you know, Chris Kirk, people are going back to him again. 
Um, you know, just because listen, he still checks a lot of boxes. This might be a little more of a Chris Kirk course, you know, like we kind of talked about in previous podcasts, people are more forgiving about missed cuts than they used to. And then Harold Varner third. I mean, listen, he checks a lot of boxes as far as his ball striking stats. He's really a scrambler too. People are going back to him. So uh, I, you know, I think it's decent pivot away from like Kirk and Malnati and Varner is Russell Knox. I mean, he's a fantastic ball striker and he's really improved the putting. Like the reason why he was slumping last summer is because he was like Hideki or like Ben on bad with his putter. Like he was ruining like massive ball striking performances, which by just missing every five footer that he saw. So, I mean, he's still losing strokes with the putter, but it's not as bad. You know, he he was still, the, that, I was just about to ask you, what are his stats with that? Cause I feel like every time I've seen him on like Saturday or Sunday, when they're showing him, like, I feel like he's draining putts. So, I mean, where is he? So he lost. So he lost about a stroke total at the Amex over three rounds, which isn't bad. I uh, gained two at the South course. In his one, you know, shallow measure there, and they lost 1.3 over four rounds of the waste management, which isn't terrible. That's not I mean, terrible. Listen, yeah, I mean, if, if you're a great ball striker like he is, you can make that up. So, and especially with these like really small greens, he's a good scrambler too. He's a really accurate player, really good with his short irons. So, you know, I mean, I mean, I think he's got all the talent in a lot of the attributes is like a Varner does, but he's less popular. So I like Knox. I like Sabatini this week. Um, you know, he had a bad putting performance at Phoenix. I think that's going to rebound. Um, you know, he's a really good scrambler too. All right. So you're shaking your head. Why don't you like Sabatini? Cause he burned me last week. <laughs> there you go. Well, then I want to, then I want to be like, on him. But at the same point, like he's never been a guy who's been super consistent. Like he's not consistent. Like, so what's his, so I don't know. I guess I'm factoring course history into this, into this week, way more than I ever have before. Uh, it, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know, dude. I, I just have a bad feeling about me. He looked wild last week. It wasn't just the putting. Like, he, he didn't. I don't feel like he played well at all. Listen, I mean, like he recently at the Amex, he gained seven strokes with his irons. So, I mean, the ball striking has been better going back to last fall. And he's a yeah. good putter. I think that's going to rebound this week. He's a decent scrambler. Um, I think he's pretty good with his wedges too. Like, you know, some of his, like some of you, some of these guys that their strokes game approach numbers don't look that great. But when you look at them closer to the green, you know, their irons are a little better. He's one of those guys. So, you know, I kind of like him. And then I'm with you on Joel Damon. You know, I think this is Joel Damon's head course. Um, I don't like him just because he's degenerate. I like him for a lot of the other factors. Like, you know, he's an iron player. You know, he can roll the rock a little bit. You know, he's got a really good course history there. So I think he's gained like 0.9 strokes uh, per round at this tournament over 11 rounds. So, like him. And then, you know, I mean, like you, like we talked about, there's a lot of options. So like in the mid $7,000 range, you know, like Scott Stallings, like you know, he's a really good iron player, decent course this year. I like him. Doug Gim, I just think he's a really good player. You know, he's 7,500 bucks. He just does a lot of things. Well, I'm just so afraid like he's, I'm afraid he's going to be even more chalky than normal, but like, I feel like he, that that's a dude who's really picked up like golf love over the past. There, like, well, there's month. a reason for it. He's really good. I know. So, I mean, and listen, like at, at this point, like you kind of just got to go for players you like. And I mean, I don't think ownership is going to be that crazy. Like, I, I think everyone's flocking to like, you know, Malnati and Barner. I think that's going to suck up a lot of ownership. Yeah. You're you know? right. So I, I think I, if it's around 10%, whatever. I mean, yeah, I just, I, I, I think, I think he's a good player. You know, Kyle Stanley, he doesn't have the best course this year, but he's just a really good ball striker. You know, he's, you know, really, he doesn't get in trouble off the tee. He's a good scrambler. I like him too. And then I think there's a lot of guys in low 7,000 hour range that, that, you know, I'll say for outrights later, but sneaky, sneaky. Oh baby. So Bo Hogue, 
You know, he's yeah. a really good scrambler, go cutter. Um, you know, I like a Mark Hubbard. That's a guy who's played. Uh, he played pretty well at Phoenix, and I'm on record on this podcast saying I think he's going to win a tournament at yeah. some point. It might be one of these crap events. You know, yeah. he's on there. You know, uh, Tom Hoagie. Let's see, he missed the last the cut his last four events, but. I mean, he did finish what, like third in the fall last year, yeah. and he's still a decent ball striker. Kind of like him, you know. This is a Ryan Armour course. Um, I was going to ask you about him. That was literally—I was just about to ask you about. I, him. How do you feel? How do you feel about Armour? Let's talk about him in outrights later. Oh my God! Right. Outrights, so we'll, you are. We'll say. We'll, so, we'll say. I, hey, and then, I, uh, you know, but listen, Brian Stewart. This is a, this is a Brian Stewart type golf course too. Like, I mean, he's not the best putter, but he does. He's a decent ball striker and he's a good scrambler and he hits his short irons. Well, so if you want to get really crazy, you know, Bronson Burgoon, he's been hitting his irons pretty good lately. Um, you know, Austin cook, uh, you know, he had a bad putting performance in Phoenix, you know, that's going to rebound this week. And then listen, I've seen him in the mix at least kind of recently before, you know, yeah. in, in recent memory. So, you know, I mean, listen, I, I think there's, there's a lot of ways you can go about the $7,000 range to differentiate yourself. So you don't have to be afraid to go can't lay at the top or burger at the top. And, you know, no, those guys are probably going to produce when there's a ton of options that you can, they're going to be like, you know, 3%, 4%, 5% or less that, you know, you get a couple of those guys in there and now you have a differentiated lineup and you know, you're good to go. Yeah. Listen, uh, I can't, I can't fault you for that. And, uh, I got, I got Hubbard on, uh, on, on two things later. So that's funny that we both like him, yeah. uh, for, be- for betting. I, I didn't do him outright though, but if you are, oof, I'm going to have to throw some down. I can't, I can't, I can't have you doing that. And me not, that is, that is, that would be, it'll, 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 it'll be just like Siwoo a couple weeks ago. You're going to cancel the podcast. If I get that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like, there's no way that can happen. I'd rather light my money on fire. So let's go. Right. Um, so the six K range, it's bad, but it's not as bad as we've seen. Does that make sense? Like it's bad. Like there's, it's bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It's not great, man. Uh, so I like, so I'm, I think I got to be done with Patrick Rogers. I have to be done with him, right? Yeah, I think you're done. Okay, cool. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, so I like CT pan. Um, he's good. She's fine. 6,900. What do do you like about CT pan? I'm I'm, I'm going to challenge you on this because I like him too, but I want to hear it come from you first. So I don't even really know. (laughs) Like I just have like, I'm pretty sure a couple fond memories of him doing pretty well for me at some points. And that's about all it takes for me to be in on somebody in this range. I'm like, Oh yeah, I think you made me money once. Let's uh, put that in. But I also have him on two season long fantasy teams. So that's all right. So, so it's wishful thinking then. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, Why, why do you like him? All right. Well, because he's actually a decent ball striker. He's getting about half a stroke per round with his irons. Those last 50 rounds. And he's an okay scrambler. He has awful course history though, but it's only across four rounds. He's a terrible putter too. So listen, like, I mean, as far as, I mean, he's a, decent up ball strike in this range where I think you at least have to give him consideration. And I don't think anyone is on him this week. So no, no. yeah. All right. <laughs> so who, so what else, no, what else? There's no real, this, I don't think there's any chalk in the six range in the, in the six day range. Maybe so one, one, maybe Seifert. Yeah. Chase Seifert's the only one. Cause yeah. he's been mentioned on every pod. fucking podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I like, uh, <laughs> I know I think you were going to shit on me. I think you were mad at me about the JB Holmes. Uh, I like JB Holmes. He's got a good course history here. He's a guy who can show up out of nowhere. Putts good on power. 
Uh, he frustrates the shit out of his playing partners because he plays so slow. And whatever. He's fucking $6,500. He, he could show up. He also doesn't shower or use deodorant either, allegedly. Oh, for real? Yeah. You don't want to be staying uh, downwind of JB Holmes if you're uh, So he slow him. plays and he smells like shit? Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. We're not going to get sued by JB Holmes, bro. It's fine. No, I'm just <laughs> saying that I, this is like fifth hand knowledge. That I've heard this from, so. <laughs> Who knows if it's reliable, but yeah. So apparently JB Holmes is a, uh, is a smelly guy. I actually, I actually really like Oppenheimer this week. Oh, I do too. Oh, are we both on a dirt bag? Like he's not a dirt bag. He's a very nice guy. No, I, don't mean like that. I mean, like, I mean, price, price wise, price wise. He's had um, some respectable finishes. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Like, and he's, he's, he's an insanely good putter. The only thing I worry about is I don't know how good he, putts on Poa, but he's so good around the green. He's fine off. He's fine with the drive and he's a respectable iron player. Listen, a lot of these guys don't see Poa a lot. So I think you got to throw that out a little bit. And I mean, he, listen, he's a good scrambler. He's decent with his short wedges at at this, you know, price range. You're just looking for guys that just check a couple boxes and he's one of them. So yeah. And he's a Massachusetts kid. So, you know, I'm on board. All right. (laughs) Anybody, anybody else you like down this down here? Uh, not particularly. No. All right. I, I got a couple other guys. I like, uh, you know, Cameron Percy, you know, he's got a combo of a, you know, solid iron play and putting, uh, he doesn't really get a, a lot of trouble off the tee. He hits a fairly straight. I like him. And then, so a guy that is going to go overlooked because he does not check any stats and he's been <laughs> awful tee to green lately. All right. But if you're looking to hang your hat on something, so will Gordon. Okay. Played, <laughs> so he actually played pretty well at did you know the 2018 US Am was at the Pebble Beach? Uh, a couple sure. years ago. Sure. All right. Do you know who won the 2018 US Am? Will Gordon? It was not Will Gordon. He lost. Oh, what in the, the hell? Why are you going to set me up like that and then say not Will Gordon? Victor Hovland won. Oh, sure. Did in Will Gordon come in second? He finished. Uh, no, he, fi- he made the quarterfinals. So that's pretty good. Like, listen, like it, that's like a 120 man field. And then they play down to six from 64 down to one. Oh. So he made the, so he made the fun elite eight. Basically he was four yes. under across pebble beach and spyglass. So, I mean, this is technically his first time as a pro here, but he played pretty well there as an amateur. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, he's a talented player. He played well at Tory. I mean, the ball string has been terrible, but you know what? All these guys suck. So, I mean, <laughs> that might be something to kind of hang your head on with him. But I mean, honestly, I don't think you have to dip into this range. I think there's ways where you can go like, can't lay Molinari or like burgers, Alatoris, and then load up a bunch of these low 7,000 mid $7,000 guys. Yeah. And I think you're fine. All right. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Oh, oh man. I've been so bad at housekeeping tonight. So, uh, it kind of lets you know, listen, you want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting the soup, uh, when it comes to betting, uh, you only need to download the bet QL app. The only app that you'll need to make smart bets. They get you covered. Uh, all sports. Uh, BetQL has shop data for college basketball, NBA, NHL, and the NFL when it comes back. So if you want an inside edge to who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. They have tons of sportsbook offers for your state. Head to the App Store or Google Play store to download BetQL and head to betql.com and enter code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at BetQL. It would have been really nice of Sean to completely update that ad read for me not to have to try to chop through 
all the Super Bowl stuff that I yeah just, we 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 take our uh, pre-show prep very seriously, guys. Yeah, very seriously. Yes. I, I read the first one. I was like, all right, this is fine. <laughs> I thought you did. All right. And I appreciate and our pre-show prep is about the content. Typically, I can just read, but when I have to cut out sentences and fragments and paragraphs. It's not that easy. Well, I mean, to really pull back the curtain, our pre-show prep revolved around why is Boston Capper's mic awful tonight? And uh, currently he's on a uh, a replacement. So uh, if the sound audio isn't up to par, We'll fix it next week, guys. We promise. Yeah, next week. Yeah, sorry, guys. If the if the if the sound isn't good, uh, the microphone shit the bed. We couldn't figure it out. It took a half hour of me being very angry at technology and blaming my daughter because she borrowed my headphones at one point. At some point last week, it was definitely her fault. Um, <laughs> it resembled when Zoolander was banging on the uh, Apple computer because the files are in the computer. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's close, but it's not that bad. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do you want to hit on first? Uh, what do you want to hit on first, bad wise? Well, we got to hit my big short first. Oh yeah, who's your big short going to be? Well, and and this really sealed <laughs> the deal. So there is a guy in the industry that I'm not going to name, but it's for a uh, very. Uh, major book that PJ tour live loves to go to before uh, their coverage. And his pick. Yes. You all know who it is. It's Jason Sobel, the action network and (laughs) his pick to win this week is Jason day. And that just makes my job very easy. So Jason day finishes outside the top 30. It's just, it's going to be another Hideki situation. Like every other time when a guy like this gets built up, where you look at the course history he hasn't been really playing all that great. He gets super popular and then he ends up finishing like 40th. And then everyone who pumped him up the previous week just go, Oh, well, you know, never mind. We'll just move on. So yeah, I, I think, I think Jason day is going to be outside. going to lay right down. 30. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that's not even that bull of a take. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I don't know. Like you said, uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I liked him this week. We'll see. I hate how much steam he got, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just a gut feeling, man. It's a gut feeling. I think he's actually going to show up this week. All right, that's well, all that's, I got. Well, that's a gut feeling that he's going to let you down. And you're going to be cursing. <laughs> you're going to be cursing his name on Thursday. Listen, I curse lots of people's names on Thursdays. So yeah. Uh, so I guess the DJ special of the Oppenheimer, since we both agree on him. <laughs> I guess I keep calling him Oppenheimer. Like he's a goddamn mutual fund, but it's no, Oppenheim. Oppenheim. <laughs> the, um, fucking Christ. Um, all right. So all one's right. done. Yeah, I guess. Why don't you go for you've You've had some hard luck. Yeah. If I had some hard luck, I'd fucking talk myself out of Finau, which would have been a second place finish. And I, I had two guys miss a cut on the number and then just an outright blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so you, you, right, who you, do you want me to you, curse? Who You've earned twenty four thousand dollars so far. Yeah, it's not great, Bob. It's, it's not, not great, but you know what? Listen, there's like twenty five tournaments, and if you win, if you nail the winner every single time, That's you're going right up the leaderboard. So, <laughs> so let's go. Let's give you a winner. What, who you got? Mm. So I want. I, I was legitimately thinking about cursing Cantlay or Casey and just to mush them and ruin everybody's DFS lineups. Cause that's so much power. I believe my one of that mush has after three weeks. So vindictive. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, no question. Um, but I also was thinking about when the fuck else am I going to use Ricky? Yeah. I mean, uh, Honda. Jeez. I'm not using, I'm using Sanjay Yim and Honda. <laughs> D- don't bet Sanjay Yim and Honda. <laughs> 
So it's literally between those three guys, and it's really who do I want to mush? I don't like Casey uh, for clear reasons. I don't like Cantlay for the most part, other than the fact that he told me that that whatever he said, but his feet, his feet on that putting surface and how long he hovers over every fucking shot makes me insane. Like watching him makes me like homicidal. Okay. I mean, all right. So why don't we talk about where else can you use Paul Casey if you want to go with him? So you can use him at Valspar. I mean, yeah, the oh, Valspar. Yeah, that's in May this year, by the way. Oh my God, is it? Yeah, it is. I think that got that got sandwiched between the PGA and the Masters, and oh, that's that weird. got that kind of screwed. So oh man, that's gonna be a weak ass field too. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. Um, you could use Paul Casey at like the Memorial, but that's yeah. a lot of money. So why would you use Paul Casey there? Yeah, exactly. And the players is a lot of money. I feel like Casey's just like fine with that type of course. This probably is a lot. This, there, there's not a whole lot of golf course. You use Paul Casey. Yet. All right, let's fucking mush Paul Casey. Let's do there it. There you mush go. Him. Let's mush him. Aaron go bra. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, that's good because usually you name a couple guys that I want to be on and we have spun that. So you didn't name either one I'm thinking about. All right. So, so I'm down to two. I'm down between Will Zalatoris and Francesco Molinari. So, mm. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let you walk through this. I don't want to put my stank on either of your picks. I just. I so I have a really good feeling about Zalatoris this week, but I feel like he's going to be great at so many types of golf courses. I'm going to need him eventually in a pinch. Like I, like I think he'd be great here. I think he's great at like Murfield Village. I think he can be great at like. You know, a bomber's paradise too. I think there's it's how good of a ball striker he is. I, I I feel like I can go back to him at some other point in the year. And he's got unlimited sponsorship exemptions, so I don't have to worry about him like not showing up. So man, I know Molinar is popular, but all all signs are pointing to him this week. And I don't know. First of all, it's a Ryder Cup year. So I don't know how often he's going to be playing here in the summer. Right. Probably not that often. I don't see him using them in the majors. I mean, there's Bay Hill, there's players, but there's also going to be a lot of other options. I could use them there. I'm proud. I think I'm going to go Molinari this week because I I don't, I, I think he's going to go over to Europe eventually because he's, he's, he's trailing by a lot in the Ryder cup standings and he wants to make the team. So he's probably gonna play all those Euro events in the summer. Well, that makes and me feel that makes me feel good on passing on for my fantasy teams because it was like I didn't nobody knew where he was at and if he was gonna play a lot or what because he hadn't really mentioned anything yet. And I was like, man, he was so cheap. And I was like, but I can't take him. I don't know if he's gonna fucking play this year. Well, I I wish I took him instead of Stenson because Stenson I wish I took him instead of West fucking Brian and Stenson fucking yeah. moron my moron. Um, I actually, I, I, uh, texted Boston capper, uh, this, uh, you know, we're going to sidetrack here, but I tested Boston capper yet last week, uh, that, uh, I have broken up with Henrik Stenson. It's over. He's, he's done. Um, and, uh, Terrell Hatton is my new Euro boy toy. Well, he's, first of all, he's, he's my spirit animal first. Okay. So you need permission for him to be your boy. Toy. And I bet on him at Bay Hill last year. I was on him before you. <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't realize he was my spirit animal. You know, you know, you know how strong it has to be for an Englishman to be my spirit animal. That's fucking insane. That's true. 
<laughs> All right, so I'm going Molinari for my one and nine. I liked it. All right, so what do you want to start with? You want to start with uh, top tens, top twenties. Uh, as far as matchups go, uh, dude, I feel like last week we gave out a shit ton of matchups, and then by the time the podcast aired, they all changed. So I don't know if we just want to give those in the slack, like what we like by the time it settles down. No, I mean, there's, I mean, listen, a lot of books have different matchups, but I, I, I got a few that I want to name on this podcast. You can, right. you can still find them. So it might be okay. just your, your, your crappy little book. That, yeah, uh, man. Wait, listen, bro, whatever, man. I, I was lost after my local disappeared and fucking, they gave me a fat bonus. I was like, all right, fine. All right. Legitimately, legitimate books that I use will not change them. So, you know, the okay. ones I name will be there for you by Thursday. So let, let's start with top twenties though. All right. So these numbers have obviously, so I think I wrote these down this morning. So I'm sure HV three's numbers have changed. It was plus two fifty this morning. And I grabbed him. Uh, there's no way it's the same. Cause I think I just looked at this outright. And it's like 65 to one. No, that's about right. I grabbed it plus plus two eighty this afternoon. I mean, okay. got, listen with all these shop around, but there's, there's plus two fifty plus two eighty available on him. So yeah, yeah you should be all right. And so I took a sh- the shortest number I took was Streelman at plus one twenty five just because he's been playing well and course history whatever like that'll be a fatter bet for a less payout right uh, just because I think he'll do it I like Diamond plus two forty uh, Hubbard plus three hundred J B Holmes at plus six hundred just because all right fuck it. all yeah. right yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean listen I I, I kind of glossed over him a little bit in DFS section but you know Chris Kirk top twenty plus two eighty I think he's going to come come back this week and play a little better. This is a little bit of a Chris Kirk, Kirk course. I like his, how he's been trending besides the miscut last week. Uh, and then Russell Knox is plus 300 for top 20. I really like him this week. Um, and then my column's going to be out uh, probably tonight or early tomorrow. I got like 10 other names that you can probably throw out. You know, it's just some of the highlights, like, you know, like Joel Damon, you got Rory Sabatini, like plus 300, some other long shots, like Bronson Burgoon plus five fifty. Cameron Percy plus five fifty. Rob Oppenheim's ten to one for a top twenty. So I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is a really weak field. I kind of question how motivated some of these stars are going to be, and we'll talk about with the outrights how you want to approach that as far as you know where you want to put your bets. But listen, there is a big event coming up on the horizon that they, those guys might be focused on. That's why we tend to see a lot of unexpected results and Pebble Beach because in its nature, it's kind of creates a lot of parity. So. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of good options in top twenties uh, they can go with this week. All right, so, I like it. Uh, right. I got a couple miscut props. Ooh, miscut props. Come yeah. on. All right, so Rafa Cabrera Bayo, you can get him missing the cut plus one twenty. And listen, he's just like Paul Casey. He came over from the overseas, yeah. you know. So he went from Saudi Arabia playing here. He also gained a ton of strokes putting last week. He's not a good ball striker anymore in order to really compensate for that. So I like him regressing on that end and just being a little jet. Like he doesn't really play this event well, anyways. Like it seems like this is a, a RCB golf course. It's not. And then Sam Burns missed the cut plus 175. Like, listen, he gained 10 strokes putting in Scottsdale. And so that's not going to happen again. Like he's good at ball striker where that could come up, but kind of like with Cam Davis, like, you know, his advantage is distance. He's not going to get there. He's not a very good wedge player. He's not a very good scrambler. So, you know, I, I think, I, I, I think this is, isn't going to be a good golf course for me. He's never played it before either. So we don't know how he's going to, you know, it's not like we can prove we, we can go to him like, Oh, well, he's good at the golf course. Like, you know, overcome that. So <laughs> right. yeah, plus plus one seventy five for a miscut for Sam Burns. So I'm going to be on that. All right. I like that. 
I love biscuits. I literally just write those down. I'm like, Ooh, that sounds like fun. Let me get in there. Let, let me jump on that one. Sorry. <laughs> I'll tell you the book later that I got those on. Yeah. Just dump it in Slack. And plus I need to know one anyway. You already told me the ones that now, hopefully we can get them to be a sponsor because they do the live top twenties over the weekend. Top tens, top fives. Yes. Yes. They do. You want to talk about a way to fucking make some money. Like, Oh my God. Like, like I, I wouldn't do anything but just sit there and watch and just bet and bet and bet and bet. Well, so they, so they don't do it live during the round, but they do it after the round. Whatever, that's fine. After the it, third it's, round, let's say it's, yeah. it's still a good option. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, all right, yeah, top tens you like? Uh, you know, honestly, not really. Okay. Uh, I mean, just like I mean, I I think Cantley's going to finish the top ten, but you got to pay juice on that. Yeah, I, really want to that. I mean, that's other than that, though, everybody that. everybody's odds have been so skewed up now to DJ with Drew that, like, like even your like Kevin Stribling pl- top twenty plus one twenty five. That's not very good. No, but, no, no. That, yeah. So like, I mean, that's where like like some of these top tens are like like Jordan speed plus one fifty, Zalatoris like plus five. Like, I don't want to pay that. So, no, I mean, there, no. there's, there's top twenties that are like over plus two fifty that I'm just going to yeah. live there. I'm going to yeah. live with some matchups this week and then long shot outright. So yeah, no, now no we, top 10, no top tens for me. I, and we were talking about, we were talking about this. I don't, we were talking about it in the slack or offline. I can't remember. Um, we probably keep most of the matchups until Saturday, Sunday, right? Once everybody's on the same goddamn cause. Yeah, at least till Saturday, and then you, you're probably going to want to try to find two guys that played Pebble on Friday, so yeah. at least you can see the shot link data for what they did. If you got a guy who was coming from Spyglass and playing Pebble, you're just no clue. Yeah, he's throwing dots, baby. Throwing yeah, so dots. save it to, at the very least, save it till Sunday. I mean that that way you know everybody played Pebble, and they're going to go there. If you can get two guys that played Pebble on Friday, they're matching on Saturday again. You know, check that out. But I mean, sometimes it just might yeah, we'll, not be a good fit. So we'll, we'll, we'll dump that knowledge in the, in the slack. The only matchups that I, that I took already was uh Molinari at even money over speed and, uh, and burger, uh, over a shot or a shot and a half, uh, minus minus one fifteen over speed. Okay. All right. I have four that I'm on right now. And I, there's a couple others I'm looking at, but these are the four I'm on. So, uh, you can get Molinari minus minus one forty over Phil Mickelson. What? And yeah, I found that one. And like, listen, it just, if his name was Bronson Burgoon, Bill Nicholson wouldn't be anywhere near this matchup, let alone only like plus one ten or whatever he was to Molinari here. So I'm going to go with that. Um, I'm going to go with Max Homa plus one and a half strokes over Cam Davis. Cam Davis. I don't really like this week. I'm getting one and a half strokes at about minus one twenty on that. So I'll take that. Um, I don't really like RCB this week. I like Joel Damon. Joel Damon's minus 140 over him. I'm going to take that. And then I already said I, I'm on Sam Burr's missing the cut. And I kind of like Ricky for a little bit of a bounce back. You can get him plus one and a half strokes over Burns at minus 130. So I'm on. Why don't you just take him out right at minus 110? Don't even risk it. I I always like getting the strokes if I get it, if it's a reasonable price. Oh, you like it? You like getting the strokes, Steve? Is that I what you like? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm a child, but you walked right into it. Uh, um, all right. Who are your favorite outrights, man? I mean, like you said, they're kind of fucking all over the place, but all right. So, you, so here's you got the, down yet. Uh, yes, I do have all my bets down. So here's the deal with outrights. So if you look at the trends over the last like 10 years of Pebble, either a guy under like 30 to one wins or just random out of nowhere, long shot wins. 
And with these long shots, there's no really rhyme or reason for it. I mean, most of these guys have just bad form, you know, coming in they're you know, not really playing too well, but they do check some boxes as far as what they, you know, some of the things we talked about tonight. So the, unfortunately DJ withdrawing screwed up everything. You know, everyone's odds got skewed up. Like a lot of guys who I liked at a hundred to one are now like 60 to one. HV three is 65 to one. Now I have him at 1250. Yeah. So I'm an old man who goes to sleep at nine 30 and I think DJ withdrew last night and then I didn't know about it. And then all the odds shifted. So all you, uh, you know, night owls, you know, congratulations to you. So the night ones owl. I am on 10 30, it was 10 30, bro. I was asleep already. <laughs> I get up at four 30 every morning guys. So. Why? Because I, that's just what I do. I, I get stay up. up later and wake up later. Turn that into what you do. I can't, I can't do that. So, all right. So the ones on, so I, I like, I found Zalatoris at 20 to one. I'm on that. I just, I don't care about the price. I think he's a good enough player and he's going to win eventually. So why not hop on him at a really bad field that I think he can do well at this golf course. I found a Molinari 25 to one. I'm on that. I'm just really high with it, but those are the only two favorites I'm on okay. everything else. I am going to throw some darts over hundred one. So I found Mark Hubbard, hundred to one. Uh, he's just a solid scrambler. He's good. You know, he's good with the short irons. You know, he played okay in Phoenix. I think he's going to be a winner on the PJ tour. This could be the week. You know, Scott Stallings, I found him at hundred to one. I mean, he's getting a little bit of buzz this week, but listen, he's a good ball striker, decent history of Pebble beach like that. Doug Gim, 110 to one. I mean, I think he's going to a little more steam in DFS, but the price is actually pretty good here. I think he's going to win the PG tour. Eventually checks a lot of boxes. I like him. Bo Hogue, 150 to one. You know, just really good scrambler, good putter. He's kind of like a Ted Potter type, you know, guy. So, you know, I, I think he can do well. I mean, Tom Hoagie, I just think he's a solid player. I know he has been playing well, but listen, some guys just didn't have good form coming into this event. He's a good blue collar player. And I don't think there's a casino anywhere near Monterey. So he's not going to have a lot of uh, you know, distractions you know, between rounds. So, you know, let's see. Uh, Ryan Armour's 200 to one. And he actually has won before, you know, he's been in the mix a little bit. He played well at the Amex too. This is a Ryan Armour course. Like, you know, some of the ball, striking, the ball striking stats don't really look that good, but he's good with the short irons. He's a great putter, good scrambler. Like I see I, he definitely could do this. He's really accurate too. And then Brian Stewart, same thing, like just a solid ball striker, not really flashy. And he's a little hit or miss with the putter, but Let's see. He just checks a lot of boxes. He does a lot of things. He's 200 to one. So I'm just going to go with that. And and like, listen, you guys, if you guys want to bet like 35, 40, 45 to one on guys that probably should be like 80 to one, have fun with that this week. Listen, while I appreciate your sentiment, once again, it's only a bad number if it doesn't hit. Right. That's it. Right. right. Money's money. Right. However, I love where your fucking head's at. Love it. (laughs) This is like, but dude, these odds are so fucked on some of these long shots now. Like, yeah, that, have... that that's the problem. Like, I think Varner was like ninety to one, and then no, I got him. DJ... At, I got him at eleven fifty. All right, well there you go. Okay, and he's so then yeah, sixty-five. Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah. Gim is seventy-five. Like, I know Chris Kirk because I was eyeing him was like ninety to one, and he's like Damon 60. is sixty-five. Like, yeah, well, he, who's betting that number? Yeah, the, the middle class this week is screwed. So that's why, that's why I found good prices on guys. I actually like that are not like 15 to one. And then I'm just going to throw darts on a lot of these long shots, just based on what the trends are about who wins here. Yeah. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll do some, 
I'm gonna do a little research tonight and tomorrow between a couple different books to see yep. we saw some guy find some guys uh hanging some bad numbers. And listen, if these long shots don't hit, whatever. Yeah, for long fucking, shots. I mean, listen, 10, I, it's 10, 20 I bet, bucks. I always it. bet more on props and matchups anyway. So whatever. Oh, do you? Oh, hell yeah. Are you kidding me? Whoops. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, obviously. Don't bet a thousand dollars, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what, that's <laughs> like, outrights, guys. that's like one of the new guys in Slack was like, so I have 12 outrights. I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Uh, it's not great. But, no, dude, no. Unless you're doing like fucking 10, 20 bucks a pop. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I mean, listen, if it's 12 guys over 101, whatever. Yeah. Okay. But, so you fucking hit one, you're good. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're betting you 12 guys between, bucks. if you're betting 12 guys between 20 and 50 to one, then you're not making any money anyways. Yeah, exactly. You got to do the math. All right. So if one of these guys hit, I still lose $400. Yes. That's not great. No. <laughs> the, um, all right. Well, fuck it. Um, yeah, I mean that's it, man. Fucking, we're ready for the uh, for the non-amateur. Fucking Pebble Beach. Yeah, follow us on Slack, man. Come to Slack. Click on the bottom of Steve's article. The uh, end of this podcast. This is where we drop our rounds, round matchups, uh, first round leaders. If the cowards ever do it, and uh, yeah, man, you can follow me on Twitter, Boston underscore Capper, and uh, you can follow Steve in Slack, and that's it because he is a hermit. And all he does is study golf and give us great goddamn knowledge. So let's make some fucking money this weekend, boys. All right. Talk to you later. Later. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.